What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So All-Star Weekend edition, middle of it, we've got the draft and home run derby in the books. We're going to cover those two things ahead of the All-Star game on Tuesday. So the draft took place on Sunday. Paul Skeens was the number one overall pick in the draft. The LSU right-hander was selected by the Pittsburgh Pirates. This was a draft class that was heavier on position players in the top tier, but one man stood above all, Paul Skeens, the flame-throwing right-hander out of LSU. So this guy, I mean, the pundits are unanimous in their praise for this guy. You'll watch highlights of him throwing 100, 102 miles an hour deep into outings when he's in his, like, his 100th pitch of the game. He'll throw 100 miles an hour or something like that. It's It's pretty ridiculous, but... He doesn't just throw hard. He's a very talented pitcher. He has strong command of his pitches, but he has a classic pitcher's build. He's six foot six, two hundred thirty-five pounds, and there's really no question mark with him. The only concern anyone could have with him is the workload he's had up until this point, and if he will show any kind of signs of fatigue early in his career, his pro career. But as a pitcher, just looking from stuff. Perspective, uh, stuff perspective, you know, velo, command, pitches, things of that nature. He's as good as they come. So the Pittsburgh Pirates selected Paul Skeens. Then after that, number two overall went Dylan Cruz. That was his LSU teammate. So LSU teammates went one, two in the draft back to back. You know, you don't see that happen. I believe that's the first time it's ever happened where teammates have gone back to back one and two in a draft. So Dylan Cruz, it's a college outfielder. It's a college bat. And with him, you know, you're getting an impact guy who could who could hit the ground running. I mean, a lot of people project him to be in the majors very soon. He was projected by some people to be the number one player in this draft. But, you know, one, two, and three, you go all skeins, Dylan Cruz, and then it was a high school outfielder named Max Clark. Then Florida a college outfielder, Wyatt Langford, number four, then a high school outfielder named Walker Jenkins, number five. Those are the top five guys in the draft right there. Dylan, I'm sorry, Max Clark going three was a bit of a surprise. Wyatt Langford falling down to four. Usually when that happens is because of signability. It's due to dollar value. When the dust settles, you're going to want to go back to this list and sort it in order of signing bonus. The players with the highest signing bonus, you know, it, it that's how it goes, really. It, it's not necessarily who was picked at a certain spot. It's who signed for the most money. The money is what talks at the end of the day. So if someone signs for more than the other, that's because they were they were valued higher. The, it's, it's pretty funny how that works, right? The financial aspect of these transactions can never be ignored. Number six overall was also a surprise. You had a high school shortstop by the name of Jacob Wilson. So... I'm sorry, no, not a high school shortstop, a college, Grand Canyon University. He was the 10th player in the rankings, but he went six overall. So when you see guys like that, that's, you know, an example of, you know, signability. He's probably likely to sign the A's drafted him. Maybe he's going to take a, take a lesser deal. Sometimes if teams end up saving money with their first pick, they'll go splurge with their second pick. But you can go ahead and look at, you know, look at all the first, round picks and there are some really interesting ones in there for sure but it's a very strong draft this is known as one of the strongest draft 
in like a decade. And yeah, you got to see some really cool, cool highlights and some guys who I think we're going to see in the major leagues next year. That's not normal. I talked about this a lot recently, but the draft matters more than ever because they are now incentivizing teams for promoting top prospects. We saw the Mariners have an extra pick this year because they promoted J-Rod last year. And there's a lot of incentive to get the young talent into the major leagues now. Let's move on to the Home Run Derby. So the Home Run Derby was on Monday night in Seattle. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. ended up being the champion. But I will say, it was an electric derby. He he won. He won, yes, because he he won. But this derby, I mean, Julio Rodriguez stole the show. Julio Rodriguez had a first round for the ages. So first of all, hometown guy. So he's a Mariners player playing in Seattle in front of the Seattle fans. And it's his house. It's his city. And he did not disappoint in that first round. 41 home runs, a derby record in the opening round. And that helped him beat Pete Alonso, a two-time champ. He was eventually eliminated in the semifinals after hitting only 20 in the semifinals. And, you know, Vlad hit 21, who, you know, a walk-off there. But J-Rod obviously got tired. And he was tired. Uh, so, fun fact, I was actually at the Derby. I was at this event. So, I'll post some videos. Follow me on TikTok and Instagram and Twitter if you want to see more of that behind the scenes. But I was at the Derby and definitely felt the energy shift when J-Rod stepped up to the plate. And he did not disappoint. But I will say just my personal observations from this event. And there's a big difference between having straight up like the hit tool kind of power, like the BP professional power where you hit line drives to all parts of the field and then home run derby power where you lift the ball. So J-Rod had a lot of that lift in that first round. We saw him and you could definitely see just get the ball in the air. A lot of guys were hitting balls out to left field that they didn't even necessarily square up. You saw a lot of this with Randy Rosarena. But then you had guys like, for example, Luis Robert Jr. This guy got in there and he was he had probably the most professional rounds that I've that, that I saw deep hard line drives to straightaway center right center he was hitting him out to the big part of the field but that's not necessarily what you're looking for in a home run derby home run derby you're you're trying to elevate and celebrate but you know some players just have a natural swing they can't get away from that but it's so it's just it's pretty cool to see as far as exit velo Luis Robert Jr. had to be out there it was it was actually pretty impressive to watch another guy who was really fun to watch was Adley Rutschman so he got up there from the left side, the only guy who could hit from the left side. He's not just a left-handed hitter. He's a switch hitter. We'll talk about that in a second. But he goes up there from the left side, starts peppering right field bleachers, hits some moon shots, and it was exciting. And he had an electric round. He goes in there later, and he turns around from the right side and just immediately hits a couple more bombs from the right side. First player to ever switch hit during a derby, but that was awesome. Adley Rushman looked really good, and it looked like he was going to advance but no you know this no one's safe that was one thing i learned about the derby you can put up a record setting round like j-rod did but no one's safe the format of the derby now has changed it's changed a lot over the years they no longer have to it's just straight up speed now speed hitting or whatever you know as many home runs as you can hit within the time frame it used to be that like back in the day i mean 10 years ago or less than 10 years ago whenever it was it was 10 outs 
that was, I don't know when they changed that and within the last decade, it was 10 outs. So you'd see guys go up there and be very selective with the pitches. You know, they get as many swings as they need, but you only get 10 outs. So if you hit like hundred straight home runs or whatever, that's it. Obviously that never happened, but now they don't do out. Then they stopped doing outs. Then it was like, okay, you know, you have this timer, but you have to wait for the ball to land before you can take the next swing. Now it's like, they got rid of that. You just swing rapid fire. And we saw that, especially in the last round, the Randy Rose Arena, this short swing, he's just hitting him out. But I think what's happened is that it's also made the Derby harder to watch on TV because it's just gotten too fast for TV. You know, I was, I was at the event and it was one thing, but it definitely, you know, on TV, I, I was looking at the highlights and I noticed it's not necessarily the same, but still an electric event nonetheless. Very, very awesome, awesome thing to see. So. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. ended up winning, but I, I don't think he stole the show. I think the guy who stole the show is definitely Julio Rodriguez. He's that's he's just not always going to be the guy who wins. The guy who steals the show in the Derby is not necessarily the guy who wins. We've seen it many times before. Josh Hamilton back in the day. Uh, heck, even J-Rod last year, right? So J-Rod last year. But uh, yeah, this dude is definitely built for the Derby, just launching him out. And you can't – there there is something you said about kind of pacing yourself. I mean, hitting 41 home runs in the first round is going to take a lot out of anyone. And that's kind of what happened to J-Rod on Monday. But Tuesday is the All-Star game. So we'll see how that goes. As All-Star weekend culminates, it's going to be 8 p.m. Eastern time. And, yeah, you know, this is this is a fun mid midseason competition everyone has been looking for. But with Vladimir Guerrero Jr., shout out to him. Congrats to him for winning this award. His father won it in 2007. So, you know, it's in the blood. It's in the Guerrero blood. They become the first father-son duo to ever win a home run derby. But for the All-Star game, you're going to see Zach Gallen versus Garrett Cole on the mound. So we'll have that recap for you. But if you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who'd be interested. And we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.